Hello, this is Silu welcoming you to a new episode of the fortnightly EY India Insights podcast. Today, we are continuing with our discussion on sustainability with focus on the role of data analytics and benchmarking in ESG. As we know that every business is deeply intertwined with ESG concerns. It makes sense therefore that a strong ESG proposition can create value. And in today's podcast, we will look at the importance of ESG data analytics and benchmarking and deep dive into the real life use cases and the actionable insights it creates for the enterprise to explain this and take us through the importance and depth of the topic we have with us nitesh merotra partner of esg consulting practice at ey india nitesh specializes in sustainability data across business processes analytics and benchmarking with sectoral use case led approach with over 20 years of ey experience across multiple global offices nitesh has been influential in end to end esg project management driving profitable growth and opportunities focused on sustainability as a value driver for his clients welcome to the podcast nitesh thanks uh, silu for inviting me um, clearly as you mentioned uh, the two biggest challenges facing humanity are climate change and social inequality and we all need to drive this revolution from boardroom to classroom chairman to watchman uh, so pleasure to be here silu great thank you nitesh nitesh data is both uh, critical and challenging in mapping esg what are your thoughts on this yeah great question silu Uh, i think uh, uh, to step back a little bit esg today is a focus boardroom agenda uh, for all leading enterprises uh, to create and protect value uh, and i think it's very critical to have a consistent and comparable scientific measurement of sustainability variable across uh, all our stakeholders uh, so clearly there is a critical need to have a single version of truth with near to real time performance analytics uh, to create actionable insights uh, accordingly uh, i would say our data goals uh, uh, are divided into four pillars uh, that all leading organization needs to follow uh, number one is uh, scientific measurement and baselining uh, because that's very critical from where we are starting uh number 2 is benchmarking and continuous monitoring it's clearly not a one time exercise so how are we assessing how we are doing on a journey uh number 3 clearly is improving performance uh, and i think that needs to be aligned that how it's helping enhancing our revenues our top line and optimizing cost and working capital and fourth and not the least uh, silu is clearly how do we effectively communicate the impact and value that this journey is creating across all our stakeholders uh, so in summary i would say data has to act both as a telescope and microscope in all our key business decision making uh, for an enterprise interesting and how do we contextualize data from an esg standpoint natesh yes great point uh, silu again so uh, i would say there are mainly four layers to look at the esg data landscape uh, i think first as i call it uh, what 
you know, what we generally refer as the ESG alphabet soup. So how do we decode, uh, uh, you know, what's out there from an ESG standards and sectoral risk and opportunities uh, library? Uh, the last we tabulated, Silu, just for our, your listeners' reference, there are about 500-plus ESG framework and standards uh, that have been evolving for last 20-plus years. Uh, so uh, leading framework examples like TCFD, uh, our uh, International Sustainability Standard Board, IISB as it's being called under the IFRS Foundation, uh, Science-Based Target Initiative for Net Zero, uh, European Union has come out with a EU taxonomy uh, for investors measurement uh, and other investor-led uh, languages like CDP, uh, which is Climate Disclosure Project, Climate Action 100, and others. Uh, back home in India, Silu, as you know, the SEBI BRSR, I think, uh, is, is a very, very important framework uh, for uh, enterprise in India to look at. And, and then there are multiple ESG ratings uh, uh, which is creating uh, the language. Uh, the reason all of these have existed, Silu, is uh, you know from different stakeholder lens. I think some are from investors, uh, some are from a customer standpoint, and then the remaining are from societal and regulatory uh, aspect. Uh, uh, so clearly, what we see, Silu, on on point number one is we see increasing uh, movement towards global harmonization, and focus more is on sectorization and forward-looking data, something that we can predict uh, going forward. Uh, so that's the first layer, Silu, uh, just to decode a little bit. Uh, the second, I think, which is very, very important for an organization is the what we call is the enterprise data that an organization is emitting across its business model. Uh, and primarily, it would be around buy, make, move, and sell processes, including uh, uh, you know, support processes like hire to retire, record to report, and governance uh, processes. Uh, third, clearly, is the third-party data that an organization is emitting across its supply chain and value chain. So uh, third parties like our suppliers, business partners, distributors, outsource service providers, and customers, I think is very, very critical. And again, this data has to be segregated across environmental footprint, social, human capital, and the governance uh, uh, data points uh, to create traceability uh, from cradle to cradle. And fourth and not the least, Silu, again, is the external data that an outside environment is creating, uh, like rating agencies, ESG controversies, competitor intelligence, and uh, the sectoral uh, benchmarks existing uh, externally. So in summary, Silu, we believe third-party data and external intelligence uh, is critical to differentiating an enterprise ESG transformation journey. Right. You earlier also mentioned that uh, bench. You mentioned about benchmarking. So can you explain how benchmarking can help in accelerating an enterprise's uh, ESG transformation journey? Absolutely, Silu. So uh, clearly, Silu, benchmarking is key to create competitive differentiation. And uh, uh, and I would say uh, leading companies can look at it from two lenses, uh, uh, outside in and inside out. Uh, I will give a few examples to bring this to life, uh, starting with outside in examples, which would include things around how do we assess the, the material uh, themes uh, and sectoral weightages uh, for an enterprise uh, across ESNG. I think that's the first input an organization can assess. Uh, 
Uh, how do we benchmark with our select peers and competitors uh, to gather some intelligence around what are the KPIs, goals, and targets uh, some of our peers and competitors are taking? Uh, I think as an organization sets out into the net zero journey, uh, uh, diving into the SBTI benchmarking for 4,000 odd companies, which are already into the roadmap, I think could give us some uh, good actionable insights. Uh, and then there are some others around the climate risk scenarios where uh, we have TCFD, which is Task Force on Climate Related Financial Disclosure, uh, which talks a lot about scenarios that an organization needs to uh, be assessing and, and some of the other sectoral benchmarks embedded within that. Uh, uh, we also believe, uh, Silu, within the outside in the ESG performance ratings, uh, which are out there to assess uh, what are our disclosure uh, and performance and risk rating, which are out in the public domain, could also give uh, clients some good insights into the uh, perception and reputation that clients have around the data points. Uh, and just to give you some sense, Ilu, I think there are about 25 to 30,000 companies globally uh, which are rated. Uh, their ratings are in the public domain. Uh, and I would say back home in India, there are about 1,000 odd companies which are uh, also rated by multiple uh, rating agencies. And uh, governance and engagement with these rating agencies, uh, including proxy firms, I think is very, very key uh, to embed within the governance uh, of an organization. Moving on, Silu, I think on the inside out example, I think uh, there are some good uh, data points uh, out there. I, I would say the first one for our listeners is the value reporting benchmarks, uh, uh, which uh, has about 2000 odd companies uh, which are reporting uh, sectoral KPIs on a consistent basis uh, for, for last few years. I think that's a great database uh, to connect to. Uh, the next one that we have built, Silu, is the BRSR database. As you know, uh, last year, about 130-odd companies voluntarily reported uh, BRSR, about 400 data points, and we have created a database to create benchmarks for our clients. So again, that gives a sense on maturity and the performance these companies have relative to their sectoral peers. Uh, and then there are certain other governance and board matters uh, benchmarking uh, that we are also uh, helping our clients on uh, on uh, inside out examples. So uh, these are uh, Silu, uh, in summary some of the uh, real life uh, use cases on both inside out as well as uh, outside in uh, analytics uh, for and benchmarking for our clients. That's great. A lot of important data. Thanks for sharing this with our listeners, Nitesh. Uh, can you provide some real life experience? examples you know uh, of ESG analytics that you might have created for your clients Nitesh yeah no absolutely so happy to do that uh, so uh, just to name a few there are various out there that we are co-creating with our clients uh, on an ongoing basis uh, but to put a few I would say Silu the first one that we are helping our clients is our is on the master data analytics uh, across the enterprise data to assess ESG hotspots uh, uh, so some of the use cases around the bill of material bomb analytics, as we do, uh, that what's going into a into a product, uh, uh, you know, for our clients, I think is is a great use case. Uh, uh, assessing suppliers, uh, you know, how's our supply chain? I think is another one that we are helping our clients on. Uh, similarly, staying with supply chain, I think 
uh, analyzing the logistics fleet and fuel analysis could give some quick wins uh, for our clients uh, on some actionable insights. Uh, a second one I would say is Silu is definitely some great use cases on carbon analytics. Uh, so as an organization is able to look at the carbon footprint across the value chain and products, uh, how do we leverage that data model for net zero modeling, things around marginal abatement cost curve analysis for the decarbonization journey, uh, I think are something very relevant for our clients. Uh, uh, water, I think clearly we know water is a great, uh, is a very important uh, area for our clients to focus on, especially in India. Uh, so uh, we have created certain water, water analytics scenarios uh, in terms of analyzing the sources of water. How are we consuming? Where are we consuming uh, water? Where are the hotspots and how are we discharging? Again, to improve the performance uh, uh, from a water standpoint. Uh, and then uh, we also have seen, Silu, some of our clients where we work together on circularity use cases. So things around waste and recycling efforts, again, to both save cost and look at it as a new revenue stream. How can we help clients bring this to life? What assets or accelerators have we created to support our clients? If you could elaborate on that, Nitesh would really help. Yeah, no, absolutely, Silu. So I think to bring this to life, uh, to your point, Silu, I think we've been, uh, you know, working uh, uh, and I would say co-creating some of this with our clients that how do we create uh, an integrated digital platform uh, which creates a single version of truth and near to real-time monitoring uh, as we talked about. So we uh, at EY with our Global Center of Excellence have created a platform uh, as we call it ESG Compass Platform, something that can give uh, a 360 degree view of ESG journey to our clients. Uh, uh, and uh, uh, what we have done, Silu, is uh, uh, looked at certain principles as we created this, uh, this asset and accelerator. Uh, so things around ERP first uh, approach is something that we have taken because we believe uh, the sustainability data across the value chain of an organization already exists. Uh, but uh, how do we make sure the current business applications, uh, uh, you know, have the variables to capture that. So I think that's the first approach. Uh, I think looking at a very modular approach because uh, different sectors and different clients in 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 terms of their maturity have different use case scenarios. So have a very modular approach. Uh, uh, the next one that we've been working on is uh, definitely how do we embed uh, sectoral metrics because. Uh, uh, we believe environmental and social are very sectoral subject, while governance is sector agnostic. So embedding sector metrics is something that we have been working on to this asset. Uh, uh, and uh, uh, as we talked earlier, I think uh, looking at the importance of external data and benchmarking is something that we are creating uh, a database which has uh, a lot of uh, external intelligence and benchmark so that the client not only gets the internal performance, but also are able to assess uh, how does it compare to others and the benchmarks uh, uh, from a maturity standpoint. Uh, and then last and not the least, Silu, as we talked about uh, uh, some of the analytics use cases we are building uh, on, on the back of this uh, platform, uh, things around our net zero journey, our, our decarb modeling, climate risk assessment, scenarios and and some of the other uh, so so in summary i would say uh, this asset uh, that we've been working on with our clients uh, the whole idea is that how can technology at speed 
uh, innovation at scale with humans at heart uh, can can solve some of these uh, very meaningful challenges uh, you know from a from a sustainability standpoint thanks nitesh for this was really a very informative and interesting conversation and i'm sure our listeners have derived a lot of value from these insights thank you silu hopefully our conversation can provide a sharper direction and a 360 degree view uh, to our clients on this esg transformation journey and the role uh, data and analytics uh, can play to help differentiate uh, uh, this transformation i'm sure it will nitesh with this we come to the end of the episode visit our website www.ey.com/in to know more about the total valuation approach and access our ESG compass assessment and please leave us comments on other such topics on ESG that you would like us to deep dive into this is your host silu signing off thanks for listening in mm-hmm.